Welcome to the Teacher's Lounge, presented by Curriculum Track, a brief retreat from your daily routine to explore the latest thinking and practices from faith-based educators and instructional leaders from all over. Join us as we swap innovative ideas geared towards promoting your school's mission, and we'll keep the conversation as fresh as you like your coffee. Let me welcome both Laura Lynn and Ernie back to the Teacher's Lounge. Ernie is the founder and CEO of Beyond Technology Education, one of our content partners here at Curriculum Track. And Laura Lynn is Director of Operations and Educational Services. We've had both Ernie and Laura Lynn on the podcast before to talk about other topics. And I'll invite you to look up those episodes for your reference. Today, they're joining us together, all three of us, to talk about some of the seismic shifts happening in educational technology and how we here at Curriculum Track are partnering with BTE to address some of those changes. Today, it seems like AI and ChatGPT is on everyone's minds and in the news on a regular basis. So it seems like this is a great time for curriculum people like us and technology people like Ernie and Laura Lynn to work together in even greater ways. So we're happy to announce today on the podcast, a conference that Ernie and Laura Lynn are coordinating and the role that Curriculum Track will play with them along with some of the other topics of discussion that we have planned. Welcome, guys. Thank you. It's great to be Thank here. Thank you, Michael. We were probably so popular before. Everyone was clamoring yeah, for us to get back on here. Yeah, right? demand. We'll <laughs> use that phrase. I realize you guys are joining us from California, and I use the word like seismic shift. That may not be the best term, but that is <laughs> what seems to be happening in technology these days. Let's start with kind of a softball question. You've both been in educational technology for, I think, most of your adult lives and careers. What is exciting you most about educational technology today? What are you focusing on? What do you think is providing a lot of opportunities for educators these days? So right now, we are seeing a seismic shift with the introduction of AI and ChatGPT. But what excites me the most about this era that we're in is that technology is not just a fun little add-on. It's actually a necessity within our classrooms so that our students will be prepared for life outside of the classroom. And people talk about, oh, they're digital natives and we've already are teaching them or they don't even need to know. It's just going to be intuitive. People are starting to see, no, it's not intuitive. Just because you know how to write doesn't necessarily mean you know how to write a letter. You know, that there are certain key tools we need to train people on. So I'm glad that's now being discussed more. Yeah. Yeah. Good points, Laura Lynn. And you could use the word seismic, Michael. It's okay. We're not afraid. We're <laughs> yeah. not afraid of that. No, but yeah, a lot of people are looking at chat GPT, good, bad, ugly. They're concerned in some cases, excited in others. And Laura Lynn just mentioned the analogy to writing. We figured that we're using different tools to do that. But when it comes to things like technology and innovation, it's not going to stop. It's going to continue to happen. When I meet with educators, I always talk about Moore's Law. It goes back to Moore's Law, where processing power doubles every 18 months. And on top of that is innovation. And innovation in many industries is just hockey stick growth. Education is a little more flat. But then you see something like chat GPT come along. People compare it to the Gutenberg press and they compare it to the internet. And I think those are fair comparisons, but I don't think the goal is to be afraid of it and hide from it. It's to leverage it and use it. Of course, be cautious of what's possible and create stopgap measures. 
but at the same time, understand how to leverage this because this is an extension of the human mind. There's nothing that chat GPT knows that a human person didn't know first because it's just a collection of people's ideas and thoughts and written materials. And now we have access to all that. Here's a great analogy, Michael. Who's your favorite author? Oh, man. I'm just asking the questions already. I'm not ready to answer. Uh, I don't know about favorite author. I like Henry Cloud. He's really been influential. Philip Yancey. C.S. Lewis would be high up on the list. Okay, the three good ones. Okay. Lorlin, where do you get information from, Lorlin? What do you read the most? What do I read the most? My information comes now from ChatGPT. <laughs> before that was around. Before that was around. I was a big Google fan. I would Google things. We teach students how to research. So looking up the education, yeah. not just finding opinion pieces, but knowing how to really find research. So my comment, Michael, is based on this. So you mentioned three authors. Imagine now you're responsible to read everything that those authors ever wrote and all their contemporaries, every book that they've ever written that's even in that sphere. You're now in charge of reading all of that and cataloging all that information. Multiply that times every author on the planet, every periodical on the planet, all the stuff that's on Google that Lauren looks at. ChatGPT now has access to that instantly. Instantly. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling. So. Yeah. We're excited about it, and we now include it in the things that we do and help educators understand how they can leverage it for their benefit. Yeah, and I think that's important. And we want to unpack maybe a little bit more some of the fears, some of the concerns, why teachers would be afraid of it. But I want to go back to something that Laurelyn said, if we can, about the skills that we maybe aren't teaching as technology is shifting so much. And I think that's what I really appreciate about BTE, Beyond Technology Education, is that digital citizenship, the character building, just because you can use a tool doesn't mean that you're able to use it effectively and in the right way mm -hmm. as a human. And mm -hmm. I think that might yeah. be the big dichotomy between technology and education is like, how do we teach students how to be human, even as we're mm -hmm. teaching them to lean into technology? I don't know if you have any comments about that you'd like to unpack there, Laurelyn. I definitely do, because that has been around for a long time. Just because we could get magazines as kids when we walked down to the five and dime store doesn't mean that we should have gotten all those magazines. And I remember a friend of mine, oh my gosh, I'm not allowed to read Cosmopolitan or whatever it was at the time. We were looking at fashion as young girls, but there was magazines that our mamas would want us to read, rightfully so. And our parents talked to us about character, talked to us about ethics. And we were having these conversations. And we would also have these conversations in the school, character and ethics. And so I look at it now, now that we have those magazines right in our hands, we're needing to teach those same thing to the students. And it needs to be reinforced from the home, reinforced from the school, reinforced from churches, wherever it is that our students are at, reinforce that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. There's a line in a movie, one of the, an old, I don't know if it was Disney, but the line I remember them saying was funny, but wrong. And it was the parent talking to this kid that had done something. It was funny, but wrong. And that's really the reminder that we're teaching and working with our kids. When Google first started and you can, do you guys remember when you could just put in something and search it? It was blowing people's minds, yeah. the things that you could search. And we have to teach our students and our children how to properly search, right? Because kids are now looking at things that we may not want them to look up. And so yes, parental controls. Yes, we need to be with our kids, but you can't police them 24 hours a day wherever they are. Yeah. So we have to come alongside and have these conversations. 
I think that policing or gatekeeping or the fact that not everything was readily available to us when we were younger, mm -hmm. maybe kids, is part of the scary side of chat GPT and just what Ernie described, like take your favorite authors and the power of Google and put it all together and you can find it on chat GPT. Oh my goodness, our students have access to this. How do we even begin to regulate this, protect our students in the ways that they need to be protected, but then also give them some guidelines and some support in knowing what to do with the power that they now have in their hands? Are they capable of wielding such power? Good question to ask and answer, Michael, because, and that's where a lot of people are at today. And that's maybe why a lot of people are even listening in on this. And I'll tell you something I read one time. It was about this brand new technology that was in every classroom in America. And with this technology, students could access people from anywhere around the world, good, bad, good players, bad actors. And how are we going to protect our kids? And this article was from the 30s. It was about the telephone. Yeah. So we figured out the telephone. No one's messing with our kids with every telephone. Every classroom has a telephone. And then we figured it out with computers. We figured it out with online resources. And so every level along the way, we figured it out. We have to. These are our children. This is our greatest treasure. And yeah, there's stuff on the internet I don't want my mother to see, but she knows better and kids know better. And we build that into our curriculum. How do you make sure that students know what's right and wrong? And if you come across it, how do you get out of it immediately? And schools are smart. They have firewalls. They have ways to block a lot of content. But that's not the challenge. It's like when the students are on their own, investigating things on their own, they need to understand when that happens, this is what you do, because it's yeah. bound to happen. Unfortunately, that's just the world we live in now. Could you tell us just in a few minutes, some of the things that BTE, Beyond Technology Education, your group, your organization, some of the gaps that you're trying to fill to help educators keep up with the changes in technology and help their students become prepared to use technology? What are some of the things that you're currently working on, mm -hmm. initiatives that you're pursuing right now to continue supporting educators in that way? A big one is research. How to spot fake news, how to know when an article is an opinion or not an opinion. We have really seen the need of that in our culture and in our world, but also giving students the tools on researching their own and being able to identify a bias or a bent an article might have without looking going, oh, this one's this news station or this one's that news station. That's how I know the bias. But actually being able to read an article and understand the language that is in it and how to identify the worldview that it's coming from. Our students are on technology reading these things. So we need to teach in technology class how to identify these things. And research skills are so significantly needed. Just because something is on social media doesn't mean it's not a lie, right? Or doesn't mean it's not trying to indoctrinate you in one way or another. And we've all fallen victim to it. My parents have, my grandmother did, I have, our children, and we have to constantly be aware of it. I remember at the beginning of the COVID lockdown, a friend of mine sent from her husband, who's a fireman, right? So I was believing everything he said that we were going to go under martial law. And I'm like, if a fireman is telling, he's going to know. Like I had a moment of panic. I went and saw my husband. I was like, what kind of world are we in right now? And then it was with a group of my girlfriends. We were together. Then all of a sudden we started unpacking it and asking questions. And it wasn't the case. And he 
was forwarding something in his panic that he thought was real. Everybody, remember the first week, everybody was just kind of like, what's happening? And that's just something that I continually tell people, like we have to, even if it's from your best friend, we have to know how to have these research skills to really accurately understand. And that is a huge part. You also need to learn how to unfollow. We developed, we call it the Next Generation Technology Program. And when we're partnering with a school that's trying to do all that, they want to make sure students are prepared for the future. We come at it from several different directions. We have powerful computer science and digital literacy curriculum, which addresses all these concerns from keyboarding to programming and everything in between, including chat GPT. And then we also do assessment-based professional development where we ask questions to teachers. What do you want to learn about with technology? What do you want to do in your classroom? What skills do you want them to learn? And how can we help you? We actually will do training on that. And then we have a large customization piece. Okay, there's these things you've heard about you want to do. We'll build that lesson plan for you. So we look at the whole problem and come at it from different directions, from basic skills to PD to custom lessons. But at the end of the day, our goal is to raise the technology level at a school. Technology changes every day. We're here to help. That's one of our taglines. And it's like we're, what's the word, like recession-proof? Schools are always going to need us. There's always something new. And we've got great partners already in place that work with us. And we're very fortunate that we serve a really important niche. And it's getting more important every day because technology is changing every day. And thank goodness, Laura Lynn has a really strong background in ed tech and integration and PD and, and instructional design. And what she's building through the curriculum, and it's always being updated, she and her team are very well qualified and equipped to help schools really evaluate where they're at and build a plan to go forward. Yeah. Not to mention, Laura Lynn's been in the classroom, has served as an educator, mm-hmm. has lived that side of it. So she sees it yes. from both perspectives. And I think that's really powerful. So She was brought to me from the heavens. <laughs> she wow. she checks every box, Michael. <laughs> she just floated down one day. It was amazing. You should have been there. <laughs> and as we have opportunities to talk and work together, I know that that's one of the reasons I really love working with you guys is because you take it so seriously. You are so intentional, and your heart is really to help educators fill the role that they're being asked to fill today in preparing students. For the next generation. And so that's why I think it's really interesting that we're focusing on chat GPT and all the other forms of AI and bringing that to the conference that we're planning in Rio, California, July. Give us the dates of the conference and just an overview of what you're trying to do there. Maybe Ernie. July 24th through 26th, Embassy Suites in Brea, California, Innovative Educator Conference. Every summer we do a training meeting. We have all of our people, all of our schools send a computer teacher or someone in charge of tech. And so this meeting was growing every year, went from 10 people back in the beginning. I think our biggest one was maybe 70, 80 people. But then I think we had one actually over 100. And we had all of our resources at one place. We used to do it in Palm Springs, we at the beach for a while. And now we're doing it in Brea, which is kind of near Disneyland. And we did it in 2019 at the Kimpton in Palm Springs. And it was a first class event. We had great speakers. We had a great program. We hired a video crew. We really wanted to capture this conference because we want to do it bigger and better next year. We really want to create a place on the West Coast where we could really become a thought leader and share the latest and greatest chat GPT with educators that are interested in learning. And so we wanted to create that place. So our training meeting was growing into a conference innovative educator conference 2019 went great 
And then we all know what happened the year after that. COVID came and Michael, COVID was difficult. We were very fortunate to be here today as a company that tested us in many ways. Fortunately, there were some firewalls in place, kept us going. And so now we're rebuilding and we're bringing back the conference. So this is the regeneration of that idea, July 24th, 25th, 26th. There's a very low cost to get there. And if anyone purchases our curriculums, it's part of the package. They get it for free. Again, world-class speakers. It's at a great hotel. We're going to do some special events. And we have some really cool sponsors. Yourself, Curriculum Tracks is a sponsor. Canva is a sponsor. And a couple other really cool companies. Dr. Long is a sponsor. You know her, Michael. You introduced us to her. So she's going to be presenting. And we're really looking to launch this place where people could come every summer, end of the summer, July, beginning of August, and learn the latest and greatest and innovative ideas for the classroom. That's really what we want to create. Yeah. Something I'd like to add with Dr. Long is we had a overwhelming response from administrators who said they wanted to come to our conference. So we were looking at what type of breakout sessions, what type of tools do administrators need? And Dr. Long has agreed to come and have a separate breakout sessions and meetings with just our administrators. So if they're already curriculum track certified and they've done that training, or they've already done the training with BTE, then we're going to just really care for our administrators and give them extra time and extra tools that they would need unique outside of curriculum track and BTE. And I'm super thrilled that Dr. Long has agreed to come. Her heart is to love and care for administrators and teachers. Yeah. Perfect addition to the conference. We're excited to have her. Just to maybe put a finer point on it, the BTE, the the Innovative, help me with the name again. Innovative Educator Conference, IEC. Thank you. The Innovative Educator Conference is for BTE users to get some training on the curriculum that you provide. It's for curriculum track users to begin the certification process. They can go through the content and basically take the assessments on their own after the conference, but they can get all of the content while they're at the conference. And then there'll be breakout sessions where we'll focus on technology tools like ChatGPT and some others. You wanna outline that a little bit for us, Laura Lynn, what that looks like? Yeah, there is so much we could teach and train on, and we're gonna be able to just hit the tip of it. But anybody that comes to our conference is gonna feel confident to get started with ChatGPT. They're gonna understand how to do a proper prompt that's gonna help them get the information that they need. They are going to know how to create lesson plans, how to use it to write thank you letters or communicate with parents. Administrators are going to be able to use it in working with their teams. There's so much that we can teach you on, but that's just like the highlight of it for administrators. Ernie is super thrilled to do a session for specifically administrators on data for schools. Ernie, why don't you unpack that a little bit? There's actually 10 different categories I'm going to touch on how administrators can leverage this, not just to improve their school, which is the interesting part. There's so many things, but also how to use it for their personal lives, from financial planning to planning a vacation, but showing an administrator how this tool, you can leverage it to really make yourself a better administrator and really have access to all this information. And yeah, how to understand data, how to plan PD how to write letters to your families, how to update your websites with valuable content, all that stuff specifically for administrators. Very cool. And I can say from the curriculum track side, I'm looking forward to kind of launching the conference by just addressing Mm -hmm. why machines will never take over the teacher's job. Even in the midst of all this technology, I think there's a lot of research 
that I've seen that just underscores the fact that teachers are here to stay. You're not going to be replaced with an app or right. a machine in your classroom. Unless you teach like you're a machine, then maybe you should be afraid. But relational teachers, mission-minded teachers are here to stay, and I'm excited yeah. to share that. And I was talking with Lynn, who will be our primary trainer there for the curriculum track at the conference. And she said, I've been exploring chat GPT myself and thinking about how it could be helpful to schools who are mapping through curriculum tracks. So she might have some ideas to share along those lines as well. So we're really excited about technology and the opportunity to work with you and some of the other sponsors as well. We mentioned Dr. Long and how she'll be nurturing administrators who might come along. How would we find out more about the conference? Where do we go? What would we tell someone who wants to just learn more and maybe even register to join us? Probably the best way, just go to our website, beyondk12.com, B-E-Y-O-N-D-K-1-2.com. And there's a button there on the first page that talks about the conference. Click it and you'll be on the conference page. And then there's interest forms. Sign up, let us know who you are. If you're a teacher there for curriculum track, a teacher there for BTE, an administrator, come in and just let me know who you are. And then we do have a block of rooms. If you're going to be staying there, there's other hotels in the area or if you want to drive in also. But there's different price levels. Someone who doesn't have curriculum track or BTE, what is it, 349 to attend the conference? Yep, yep. And then for curriculum track members, there's no cost at all except for your hotel rooms if you're going to stay there. And then if you purchase a BT curriculum, K8 Technology Plus, CEO Challenge, or CEO Marketing, which is our business curriculums, we include the cost of the conference for free, including your hotel room. You just have to get there. We're not going to pay for your airfare or your mileage, but we will pay for your hotel room and your meals and the special events. I think we're going to plan a day at Disney, California Adventure one night. Not California, just downtown Disney. Downtown, yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. That's the goal. And so opportunities for networking, opportunities for meeting with other educators and hearing about their challenges, their victories when it comes to using technology or the other things that they're facing and exploring as educators. That's the beauty of a conference like this. And I think we'll find that there's a lot of overlap in our networks, at least in our mission and in our spirit and in our purpose as educators. There's a lot of overlap, even if there's not a lot of crossover from the curriculum track side to the BTE side yet, but that might be something that we can push forward into. So share with us briefly, if you don't mind, just what you hope BTE is able to do for education in the longer term, beyond the conference into the future. What's your vision for education through BTE? I'll share my vision, and I think Laura Lynn probably has hers. I think the conference represents where we want to take what we know. And again, I've been in ed tech for 30 years, BTE for 20 years. So we've learned a lot. We've seen a lot of things come and go, Michael, trends, fads, and there's all these ultimate truths. And so we have our foot in the past, but our foot in the future. And that really gives us a unique perspective on a lot of things. And so we wanna make sure that we leverage and share and give our knowledge to people through these conferences. So. I mentioned it earlier, we want to be thought leaders. We want this to be a West Coast place that every summer people know, okay, it's time to get my cleats on and get ready for the game, the new school year coming up. This is a place where they could come and reboot. They could bring their families if they like. There's tons to do in Southern California. We're literally 20 minutes from Disneyland and so much. So this conference really, I want it to be a launch pad for teachers to get back in the game, get their heads together, learn the latest and greatest 
What's really cool is a lot of what we're doing is covered with Title II funds, so schools that have access to that. It really shouldn't cost them a dime. It'll just cost them their time. But the goal is to use that time to feed them with really good stuff, to introduce them to new people, new ideas, and fellowship, and enjoy the process and be ready for the new school year. That's what we want to happen. That's what we want to be moving forward as a company. Yeah. So I have a vision that's pretty lofty, but my vision is that every child everywhere has access to learning digital literacy. We saw during COVID the inequities of students that didn't have internet. Devices were given to as many students as possible, but that didn't mean much if they didn't have internet access. And now there's ways where students can get internet access. There are actually cities that are providing internet access and libraries, right? Not just like a physical library, but areas and towns where students can go. But they also need to learn how to use that technology. So just being on the internet is one thing. So for every child, then that's going to start with equipping teachers. So once teachers have digital literacy skills, then they can teach their students and they'll be much more comfortable to having discussion boards online, which is what most universities are doing right now. So we need to be able to teach our students how to engage properly, effectively, communicate effectively in an online presence. And so that's really my vision is that we will equip teachers in the latest technology because it's always changing so that they can go back and do what they do best and influence the world of children around them. And that's exactly where Curriculum Track is. We wanna help teachers and schools use technology so that they can be the influencers in their yeah. society. When you're talking about engaging online, I've got some neighbors and some friends mm-hmm. on Facebook who need to learn how to gauge online in an appropriate way. That's digital citizenship, right? That's digital citizenship, exactly. And yes. that's a skill that you need to learn regardless of the technology tools. A lot of exciting things. We're looking forward to it. Ernie, give us the website one more time so that people can check it out. Go to beyondk12.com. And right there on the front is the conference link. Click it and you'll see speakers. You'll see the program, which we're still massaging a little bit. And more importantly, to purchase the curriculum, if you want the conference at no cost, it will cover your hotel and everything, or just sign the interest list so we know who you are and we'll make sure to get the information as it becomes more available. We do have a block of hotel rooms available, but they're going quick. The quicker you sign up the better chances you'll lock in a hotel room unless you're just driving in, which is also an option. We're really excited. And again, Lorland said it wonderfully. We want to make sure students are prepared for the future. And I'm sure a lot of people are aware it's changing faster than ever. I've been saying this for a long time, but it keeps on going. This innovation curve is happening. It's in our face. And here's where you could come and keep up with it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're excited about it. You're passionate about it. And that's what makes it enjoyable for us here at Curriculum Track to work with you in this way. And so we're looking forward to the conference and hope that some of our friends will join us out there in California as well. We can't wait to meet all the Curriculum Track people. I know there's yeah, a bunch of them out here. So fun. And they know how to party. So we're going to have to just make sure that we keep them on a short leash there. <laughs> have a good time, people. Yeah, have a good time. That's what we, we want that to be part of this. Ernie, Laurelyn, thank you so much for your time today, for your investment in educators and education, and for being on the Teacher's Lounge podcast with us today. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate the invitation. Thanks for dropping by the Curriculum Track Teacher's Lounge today. We hope this conversation helped you feel more connected to like-minded educators and provided you with a thought, an idea, or even just a smile as you seek to do all that you can for all of your students. If you found this conversation to be helpful, 
Do us a favor and rate this podcast. Also be sure to share it with others. We would be grateful to hear from you with any ideas, questions, or thoughts that you may have. You can find ways to connect with us at curriculumtrack.com.